I love to see your faces when it hits you, when you get it. Oh, it's just so cool. Verse 31, okay, Jesus is talking. He's really on a roll now, okay? When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, Oh, then he's going to sit on his glorious throne and before him will be gathered all the nations. He'll separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. You've heard this before, right? He'll place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you. And they're loving this. People are hearing this picture story from the foundation of the world. Then Jesus says something that we never got. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you remember? And you gave me something to drink? And I was sick, and you came to visit me? Oh, wait. And his disciples say, wait, wait, wait. When were you hungry, and we gave you something to eat? And Jesus says, you remember Abraham and Sarah? And see, it's funny because Westerners say, why didn't Jesus just tell everybody that he's God? It would have been so much easier to say, hey, you know what, guys? I'm God. Just believe in me. And you know what? A Jew reads the New Testament and says, he did. He told everybody that he's God all the time. And they say, how? In the picture. Because who does Abraham end up feeding without knowing it? God. Jesus says, you gave me something to eat and you didn't know it. Wait, are you saying you're, you're saying you're God? And Jesus says, I'm just saying two plus two is four, okay? Isn't that cool? He doesn't have to say, I am God, everybody. He just says, you know what? You gave me something to eat. I love that. Okay, one more. You ready? And I'm sure there's more. Turn to Hebrews 13. Hebrews is all the way in the back of the Bible. Hebrews 13. Oh, you guys are going to love this. It's just so cool. Hebrews 13, 1. Guys, let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show people hospitality, to show hospitality to strangers, because some have even entertained angels and didn't know it. Who's he talking about? Abraham and Sarah and Jesus. And how many people in your life, Destiny, have you entertained and didn't know they were an angel? He said, I don't know, Mr. D. Do you even believe it? I do. I believe there are angels that walk among us and that if we are beautiful to and servant to and loving to, God's going to say, whoa. And that angel's just going to be a normal person. You'll never know. And then one day they'll be like, do you remember when you gave me that $20 bill when you rolled down the window and I was by Walmart and you said, take this in the name of Jesus. And you decided to let that person have that money and you weren't going to judge them if they were going to buy alcohol or they were going to buy drugs. Your heart broke and you gave them some money. That was me. Are you not going to start bawling when Jesus says, that was me? And you said, in the name of Jesus, take this. And you prayed for me. I felt the prayer. Well done, good and faithful servant. See, you guys, we listen to our parents say, ah, everybody's a scammer. Everybody's they could get a job. They could do this. They're going to use it for the... Jesus didn't say, give to everyone who asks of you if they're not scamming you. Notice how he didn't say that. He said, give to everyone who begs from you and do not refuse somebody who would borrow from you. He doesn't put limitations on it. 
But we see somebody with a sign that says, God bless you, I need help, I need food, I have 74 kids and all this stuff. And we go, ah, they're scamming me. Everybody in Midland's a scammer. And you know what? Yep, there's a whole lot of them, I know. It is not your job to figure out who they are. Your job is to give because you've been blessed. Let God sort it out. Now, I want to share something with you because I've got time. And I'm going to get up on my soapbox today because I felt like God wanted me to today. So we can all decide later on if God really wanted me to or not. That's fine. But for the time being, and you've heard this, I know, and so have you guys. I'm sorry. But this is partly for the podcast folks. Did you know I got somebody in France listening? I found that out last night. Somebody in France. Uh, Bonjour, mon ami. Right? Mon ami. I just said good morning, my friend. All right. People in Australia are listening for some reason. I don't know how. But I got somebody in Sydney and somebody in New South Wales and somebody somewhere else. It's really cool. So good eye, mate. (laughs) All right. Just my best Australian accent, right? Oh, okay. Uh, And then most of the people are in Texas and we got Michigan, Iowa, Iowa. I think there's a Florida, there's New Mexico, like there's people that are maybe talking. And so this class that we're all a part of, God is using to to get this stuff out there. And I love it. I bless God for that. So here's a message. I'm going to tell you about something about eight years ago. I was at on the border with some of our best friends, Clay and Barbie Wooten. Uh, He's an elder at our church and he's older than I am, maybe 11, 12 years older than I am. One of the most wise people I've ever met in my life. Just this earthy wisdom. We're out to on the border with them. And the waiter, excuse me, the waitress. It's a Sunday afternoon. We've just come from church. And the waitress is terrible. Absolutely the worst waitress I have ever had the displeasure of being served by. And I'm so mad. After we eat, I mean, the food's wrong. It's cold. She never came to check on our drinks one time. I had run out of water and just had a cup of ice the entire meal. We tried to get her. She'd look at us, kind of look the other way. I mean, it was like, and I remember saying, she's going to pay for this on her tip. I'm going to make sure that she knows because she's going to get a bad tip. And Clay pulled out his chair a little bit and he looked at me and he said, you upset? And I said, yeah. And he said, it was bad service, wasn't it? I said, terrible. He said, "Um, can I tell you a story? And I thought, this is like Jesus, right? I'm like, oh, great. What have I done? And he says, do you know what the most hated shift is among the wait staff in Midland? And I said, uh, what do you all think? It's Sunday, Sunday, right? He says, it's Sunday mornings right after church because that's when all the church people go out to eat. And my face kind of fell a little bit. And he said, do you know why, uh, what the most desired shift is among wait staff? Why? Everybody's in literally good spirits because alcohol is called spirits. So they're drinking their spirits. They're feeling good, feeling loose. And when they feel good and feel loose, what happens to their billfolds? <laughs> yeah, they start getting free with the money. And people love that shift because People are in a good mood. They're having a good time. They're laughing and they're fine. They get better tips. And he said, Mark, does God bless you in your life? And I said, yes. He said, does he bless you when you don't deserve it? And sheepishly, I said, yes. He said, 
didn't you say, didn't you tell me what a Talmud was? What a disciple was? It's somebody who wants to be like their rabbi. Would Jesus give this lady a terrible tip to teach her a lesson? And I said, no. <sighs> right? And I thought, dang it. So I'm out to eat again another time. And by the way, I gave her the 20% tip because I was convicted by Clay. Then, I, there's three, three things that are going to come together as one. I'm out to lunch with a couple named Thomas and Ansley. And she, they're much younger than us, 10 years younger than us. And we're back from Chile on furlough because we were missionaries at that time. So we're back in Midland on furlough. And we're out to lunch with this couple, cute couple. And I remember sitting down and the waitress comes over. Hey, y'all, how's it going? We're in Andrews. Hey, y'all, how's it going? Everything's great. And Ansley says, excuse me, Ainsley is her name, not Ansley. Ainsley is her name. And she says, what is your name, ma'am? And she goes, uh, I'm Veronica. And she says, it is so nice to meet you. And she goes, well, it's nice to meet you too. And then she says, we're going to be your best table today. And she laughed. Okay, good. That's fine. Thanks, sweeties. You know, all that. And gave the menu and came back, took our order, took the order, and brought us our food. And when she sat down the food, Ainsley, this 22-year-old girl, says, Veronica, in just a minute, we're going to say a prayer and just thank God for all of our blessings. Is there go anything going on in your life that we can pray for? And Veronica starts to tear up. And she says, no one has ever asked me that before. Thank you so much. Yes, actually, my daughter is not doing well in school. Um, and she starts listing off the things. And she said, can I pray with y'all? And Ansley said, Ainsley said, absolutely. So she stands there, holds our hand. Here's the waitress in front of the whole restaurant. And she's praying with us. And I'm thinking, I've just been schooled by a 22-year-old girl. Because how many years have I been going out to eat in my life? And I've never once asked a waiter or waitress if I could pray for them. I decided that day, the rest of my life, every time I go out to eat, I'm going to change the perspective. I'm going to change the mind of the waitstaff in whatever town I'm in. Because what do waitstaff think? I don't want to serve the church people because they're the stingy ones. I want to serve the world because they're the generous ones. That's backwards! God is so generous with me and with you. And when I don't deserve it, he still dumps it on. And what am I going to do? I'm going to say, and I'm going to take your 20% tip down to 15 because you forgot my water. And now it's down to 10 because you were rude to me. Oh, and you didn't bring my food out on time, so it's a 5% tip. And I'm going to show you just how undeserving you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Right? Are you kidding me, you hypocrite? I thought to myself. How dare I? What is the world tip, by the way? Just the world, just in general, what is the world tip right now? It's about 20%, probably in Midland, 20, 25. Maybe elsewhere, 15% still. At least 20%. If the world tips 20%, what should a Christian tip? It's got to be more. I don't know how much, but it's got to be more than 20 Tell me that isn't true. If the world tips 20 and I say, do you want to know what my king is like? And the world says, yeah. He's like, if you screw up, you're going to get 15%. So you better not screw up. That's what my king is like. And God says, oh, that is not what I'm like. So if the world tips 20 and I follow Jesus Christ, 
I'm never tipping 20% ever again. What if the service is bad? 25. Well, what if they forget my drink and mess up my food order? Well, probably 30 then. Well, that doesn't even make sense. You're getting more tip the worse they're doing. Tell me your God doesn't do the same for you. Oh my gosh. I hate these lessons. They're so hard, but they're true. One more cool lesson. One more. I think you guys are going to love this. I'm just going to tell it to you. I believe it's in Luke. Jesus sees a big crowd of people. Peter, James, John, Andrew are sitting on the rocks washing their nets. They've just been fishing. All night long. And Jesus says, hey, Pedro, can I get into your boat? And Peter says, oh, Rabbi, Rabbi Yeshua. Sure, no problem. He's thinking, okay. Jesus gets into the boat and he says, huh? He says, uh, can we push out a little from the shore? And Peter goes, oh, you want me to get in the boat? Okay, I squashed in my net since I worked all night, but no problem, I'll, I'll get in the boat. Come on, Andrew. Andrew says, oh, geez, okay. And Jesus says, yes, this'll do. Let's push out a little bit. And then Jesus begins to drone on. And I think the people loved it. Peter and Andrew kind of, uh, yes, oh, it's good, it's good, but I can't stay awake and, Jesus is talking and talking and preaching and the word of God and the whole crowd's like, this is awesome. The first hour goes by. Peter's like, oh, Jesus. <sighs> Second hour goes by and Peter's like, seriously, I gotta get home and sleep. And Jesus senses that it's time to draw to a close. And then he says, hey, Peter, <laughs> uh, why don't you throw your nets on the boat and see if you can get a catch? And here's Peter. Oh, sweet rabbi. He doesn't know anything. You're not a fisherman. <laughs> we just did that all night. <sighs> and Jesus goes, oh, give it a shot. And he's like, okay, you know, because you said so. In other words, I wouldn't do this for anybody else, but because you said so. Okay. And he says, boop. See, rabbi, no fish. <laughs> Holy, Holy cow, and the net's starting to break. Simon, I mean, Andrew, come here. The net's pulling the boat. They have to whistle to their other friends, James and John. Come here! Too many fish! And Jesus is like, it's done. And Peter stands up, approaches Jesus, falls at his knees, and with bawling his head off, says, get away from Get away from me. I cannot be in your presence. And Jesus says, I just wanted to tip you for the, for the use of your boat. How does God tip? Peter, could he could sell those fish for so much money at market. So much fish that it filled his boat and the other boat. And you want to tip 15%? You're going to tip 10%? Or not tip at all because I'm a high school student so I don't have to when I go to a sit-down restaurant? Do you follow Jesus or not? Yes, then you better start acting like him. Do you know what it means to actually, um, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord in vain? Do you know what that means? I know at this school they tell you it means don't cuss with God's name. Oh, dang it. You can't say, mm, dang it. It means don't misrepresent me. Don't put my name on high my name is 
follower of Jesus, and then go sleep with your girlfriend. Because that is not who I am. Do not put my name on your shirt and then go out to the tennis court and effity this, effity that, and blankety blank, cuss word to Cindy. You know that's not who I am. Why would you do that, God says. Are you going to put my name on the back of your shirt with the little Jesus and the little fish symbol, the little cross? Are you going to tip somebody 10% to teach them a lesson? Shame on you. I'm ashamed to call you a disciple. Shame on you. We need to hear that. We need to have our toes stepped on. Jesus borrows Peter's boat for an hour and tips him so much that Peter starts bawling. He says, how could you do this? That's the way God is. That's the way I have to be. That's who God is. How could I be any different, Peter? You think that shook Peter up? You think that changed Peter forever? I do. I think it did. It changed me forever. And I hope it changes you forever. Don't you ever tip what the world tips again. Kind of like yesterday, remember? What if it's hot out? Or what if it's sunny out? You'll be hot! What if it's snowing? You'll be cold! How about this? Well, Mr. Dean, what if it's terrible service? Give them 5% more! What? What if they forget my drink? Add another five! It's like, this is crazy. That's God. It's crazy, radical generosity. Abraham and Sarah. So cool. Let's pray. God, I love you so much. And I am so blessed. So blessed. Spiritually, physically. I love this story in Genesis 18. I bless you, God, for Ray Vanderlyn, who taught it to me. I bless you for Ainsley and Thomas. I bless you for this story in Luke about Peter and Andrew and James and John and how you tipped them because you got to use their boat. And how dare us. And forgive us, oh God. We're ignorant and we're stupid and we just don't know. Forgive us when we don't show this world who you are by, by putting you on display in everything we do. Whether it's going to Chick-fil-A for lunch or going to the garlic press for dinner. Help us to be people who live radical generosity. 75 pounds every single time. Love you so much. Thanks in the name of our Messiah. Amen. Cool. Uh, yes.